Go. Hey, everybody, what's going on? <laughs> Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I am Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. How'd you like that new hyped up intro? <laughs> yeah, I was it just... really threw me off for a second, but... That's kind of the goal. Like yeah. You know, when people are listening, they're going to be like, whoa, he's all jacked up. I should get jacked up because life is worth getting jacked up about. Mm -hmm. That's something I always say. Ah, um, motivational podcast this morning. Motivational? Motivational. Motivational. Sorry. Motivational. Motivational podcast today. And today we're going to be talking about quite a few super interesting, super high impact stuff, uh, things Oh, yeah. A couple high-impact stuff things yep, yep, yep. about businesses. Words are working today. Oh, it's just everything's firing <laughs> on all cylinders, and it's really just going so well so far. <sighs> but this whole week, you know what You know what probably is? I've what? been talking on the phone all week. I know. I've, I've, I've been talking a lot. out. Uh, <laughs> so I, we did all of the design consultations this week, mm -hmm. and it, it really reiterated the importance of doing these design consultations and this whole design process on our terms, not their terms. Yeah. We set up how this is going to work. We do it all over the phone. Initially, we have pictures of their space and it's, it's not only saves so much time. It's also way more effective. Yeah. Cause I can just sit there. I don't have to like be looking at them politely and, you know, nodding along. I can just, look down at my notebook. I can take notes. I can do all that kind of stuff. I can close my eyes if I want and just in, imagine things. Just envision it. Just envision it. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of cool stuff we can go over about that because it's been a whole year since we've we've gone through this whole process and it's been fun. Yeah. It's been a fun week. It has been a fun week. Did you have fun? I had a fun week. Yeah, yeah it was a pretty a good, good week. week. It was a pretty good week. I didn't participate in the phone calls, but I did listen to most of them. You so. did listen to most of them, and now <laughs> you are fully ready to do them all on your own because I did start to realize, yeah, I'm asking a lot of the same questions. I'm doing a couple of same jokes. Yeah. There's a couple of good jokes in there that we'll get to that are always crowd pleasers. Uh, oh, yeah. Always crowd pleasers there. <laughs> Another thing that we're going to touch on today is uh, benefits. For employees, because I just got done today setting up our 401k contribution plan. Yeah. That's for retirement. Oh, that's what that's for? Yeah. And I think you can't <laughs> withdraw it until you turn 401 or something. I think that's it. Yeah, I, think I think that's how they I came up with that, that number. So uh, let's get into it. Okay. Well, first of all, what are we drinking? We're drinking Red Bulls. Can you tell? <laughs> and why? Why are we doing uh, that? Because it is 9 a.m. It's 9 a.m. Sean is going on a nice, lovely vacation this weekend. Leaving to Lancaster. To Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Amish country. Yeah. What are you going to do there? Well, it's supposed to rain all weekend. Uh, yeah, you planned it during a hurricane. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't even know if they have TVs at the hotel because it is in Amish country. Um, there's an mm. indoor pool. Oh, that's helpful. And there is an ice cream factory nearby. Okay. That's all I know. Ice cream factory. Yeah, Turkey Hill. Okay. So, like, you tore it? or you? Just, I guess. I don't know. Is it like a brewery where you just, like, kind of sit there and eat... Ice cream? Eat the ice cream that they've just made? I hope so. I don't care how they make it. I just care how yeah. it tastes. Yeah. Big, big, big ice cream fan I am. I feel like... One time we went to a winery for one of our mutual friend's birthdays, and everyone else was not paying attention. Sean, 
just enthralled was, with the process of the tour. He was the only person listening. Yeah, yeah. I was also. <laughs> so I feel like you might like the tour. Maybe that's true. Yeah, that is. You know, I did really enjoy that. I remember that yeah. day we went to that winery for our friend's birthday, and I was also drinking uh, wine out of a full bottle with a koozie on it. Yeah. So the wine <laughs> bottle had a koozie on the bottom. It was yeah. quite an interesting look, and I, I remember I was wearing like a nice sweater. I looked very dignified uh, while I was drinking. Wine out of a full bottle, yeah, which was nestled into a koozie. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty cool. It was efficient, yeah. It was efficient, and it was it was cool. Yeah, and you were the only person paying attention to paying attention to the tour. So yeah, I felt I think it was because I felt bad for the guy. He was like had to do this whole tour, and like everyone else was like really drunk, and uh, I probably was too because I was drinking <laughs> wine out of the whole bottle. Um, but you know, yeah. I felt like I should I should throw him a bone and act like yeah. I'm paying attention, ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> you he probably just wanted to participate. He probably just wanted to get it over with. Like, why does this guy keep asking questions? <laughs> Who cares? He doesn't I know he doesn't care. Yeah. All right. But all right. Well that'll be a fun weekend. Um so anyway, we I couldn't guess, record yeah. at our normal time. So Yeah. We're I mean, doing maybe we should have just drank some beers at nine AM. Yeah, I mean I got nothing else to do. I do have one more consultation call you do, before yeah. I leave. So yeah. it'd be nice to get a little loosened up for the last one of the week. Yeah. That'd be fun. Well, I'll get jacked up. We do have some fridge beers right behind us. Eh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how the initial. Uh, for now, it's just Red Bull. Right but, now, it's okay. just Red Bull. I also have two Red Bulls, so that's good. Um, Perfect. Let's get into this. Let's get into this because okay. we got a lot right. to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Design week. Design week. So to reiterate what we mm. did, we set up all of our design calls. People have been on a wait list for a lot of them up to a year. Um, yeah. And what I did was I went back into our email and I made sure to look at when their initial uh, contact with us was. So oh, before your call, you did that? Before oh, that's my good. call so that I could cater uh, my greeting based on how long they waited. Yeah. You know? That's a good like, call because I think one of them, it was actually a new inquiry and I meant to tell you that, but I couldn't remember one was that's okay but if you're looking then you know if i'm looking i know so uh yeah a lot of them have been on the wait list for almost a year yeah a couple of them over a year mm -hmm. so it was it was really cool that we had those interested clients that were willing to wait that long and quite yeah. a few of them said look sean it's either you or it's nobody we're, we've been waiting for you we said no that's that's really sweet that's nice that's very nice so we did all of the consultations over the phone. We we crammed them into one week. I was basically just sitting in the van in my captain's chair, yep. uh, taking notes, taking calls, and it went really well. I agree. I think it, it was really helpful to pack them all into one week. So I was just like in that mode. Yeah. I was really, my, my comedic timing was perfect with some <laughs> of those great jokes. And uh, you were also sitting there almost the whole time yeah. listening. Uh, <clears throat> so... Why don't you go over the whole process? Because you can now do these consultation <laughs> calls. Well, I was only hearing one side of the conversation. I was only hearing you talk. I wasn't, they weren't on speakerphone, so I didn't hear their right, responses. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, you start off, which I think this is very good. You start off with the vision mm -hmm. and then you save budget talk for later, oh, which yeah. I think that that's good because if you start off with budget, then they're always going to be looking for something to, you know, downsize or like. Yeah. Be tentative about things, but you kind of get the whole vision, see what they excited. really want, get them excited, 
you got some good jokes in there, some good banter, oh, and yeah. then you work into the budget talk at the end. Yeah. And these these calls are thorough. They last like an hour. Yeah. Pretty much are. everyone lasted an hour. Yeah. Yeah, just about. Um, and I think I've gotten pretty good at asking really good questions. Yeah. Um, and a lot, I know that they're good questions because people's responses are like, oh, mm, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. That's yeah. a really good question. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, well, I've been doing this a little while. I've been I've been honing my my interviewee skills. Yep. So or interviewer skills. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so basically, I always start off just uh you know quick introduction, say things like you know thank you so much for waiting for so long mm-hmm. to uh be able to talk to us. We really appreciate it, and I'm really excited to hear more about the project. And at this point, I am sitting down in a nice comfy chair. I have my notebook out. I have pictures of their backyard, and I have a yeah. quick rundown of their initial wish list that they the <laughs> wish list wish list that they sent us. And uh-huh. I always start off. What do I say? You know what I say? What? Whatever ideas you got, just throw them out. Oh, there. just throw them at me. Throw Don't worry me. about putting them in any order. I'll make sense of them and chime in with ideas when I have them. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the shtick. So basically, we just start off and have them throw out every idea that they have. And by telling them to just, just throw out any ideas, any thoughts that you have about the backyard, whether it's, you know, I want an area where I can just like lay out and read a book I, I encourage them to talk about the functionality and how they intend to like use it. Not yeah. necessarily. I think people initially think that, you know, when they get on a call like this, they're going to be the ball's going to be in their court to be like, yeah, we want to step out to a deck and then, you know, have an area to the right for this. Um, immediately, I say, no, don't worry about that at all. Just talk about wish list items, features mm-hmm. that you're looking for, and the intended function of the space. Yeah. I'll sift through all that stuff and I'll start to put together a layout that kind of makes sense. And then once we have the features, kind of a, a general idea of what an ideal layout's going to be, then we can get into that budget talk, which is mm-hmm. the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. And your number one hard-hitting joke. Oh, we'll wait to get <laughs> into we wait? that. Okay, we'll, we'll wait to get into one. that because it's a good one. It's always a crowd pleaser. Uh, always get some really, really just righteous yeah. laughs with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, before that, and you're talking about the functionality, you always ask things like how many people are in your immediate household? Yep. How do you t- intend on using this on a regular weeknight if it's just the family going out there? Are you going to grill? Are you going to just relax? Are you going to eat dinner out there? What about on a weekend when you have a little bit more people, your extended family? Will you have those people over? What about a party? So you always go through like the actual uses, which is great. And I think that a lot of people don't think about that. Yeah. Most people are just like, I need to fill this space. I need a 20 by 20 deck because that's what the space is. And then exactly. you get into more of the, well, it's beneficial to have a tiered deck and things that yeah. lead out onto each other and yeah, all that stuff that people don't think about. They don't. And it's because they've never done it before. Yeah. You know, so I always go into it with in every aspect of it, like don't expect them to come to you with ideas or any sort of prior knowledge, especially when it comes to budget at the end. Like it's not their job to know what this should cost. And there's I feel like there's this like this feeling in the construction industry where when you go to a client and they say, I don't know what the budget should be. 
that the contractor thinks that they're like lying or trying to withhold information. Like, yeah, it's not their job to know how much this stuff costs. It's our job as the professional to like guide them through that process and let them know you're looking at a range from here to here. Let's let's get somewhere in a realistic ballpark and then we can start putting something down in terms of a design and then that gives us something to work off of. Yeah. You know, um, what do you think that like, okay, so we talked to however many people, what do you think the breakdown was of people who, um, cause I know some people like actually had a budget, like this is the, the amount of money that I have to spend on this project. And yeah. then some people were just like, I have no idea what this is going to be. Yeah. Like, so what do you think the, and not even saying like they're withholding information about, how like nobody knows how much these things cost yeah. until you get a quote. So not saying that, but like, what do you think the breakdown was of people who had a set amount of what they were willing to spend versus the people that don't have any idea? I'd say it was probably 50 50 with people that had some sort of range in mind. Um, but they also, and some of those people it was because at some point previously they'd gotten some quotes mm-hmm. um, and the few people that had gotten quotes, it seemed like they reached out to us initially. We were like, we're completely booked for the year. You're going to have to wait like nine months to be able to talk to us on the phone. <laughs> then they went out and maybe got a couple prices or designs mm-hmm. or ideas from other people and uh, decided after talking to other people, they still wanted to wait for us. So uh, that that's always really helpful if they can have a baseline. So yeah. Um, but that can still be such a wide range. Like one of the clients I talked to, they said, well, we got two prices for, you know, similar structure, similar space. Uh, obviously the features and the details were going to be a lot different because one contractor was at 50,000 and one was at a hundred thousand. So it's a huge range. (laughs) And that one had kind of defined parameters of where the structure could go. So it wasn't just like, like these two things were pretty much similar structure. So that gave the client a really good idea. They're like, well, I thought a hundred was kind of high and I thought 50 was maybe a little bit on the low side. So we're thinking somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one way that they can get to a realistic number. The other, the other clients were probably like the 50% that 50% just had no idea on budget. They just said, I really have no idea. I don't know where my head should be at with this. So that's where I start guiding them through the process of, okay, you're looking at starting at 75,000 for, you know, anything that has a roof over it. Like that's going to be a big investment. You're looking at starting at 75. And I always like to err on the higher side, if anything, Mm -hmm. and, and give them like a range. The other 50% had some sort of range in mind, but, uh, out of all out of all of the clients that I talked to, none of them said, This is my hard cap, don't show me anything over that. Okay. So even the people that had a range, I said, Okay, well, we can go about the design process in two different ways. We can either establish like a hard cap that you don't want to go over, you don't want to see anything over that, and we can design up to it, or I've got all these ideas that you threw out at me. I've got a really good, really good idea of how these could all be incorporated. Mm-hmm. I can draw this up and then just throw a number at you and we can go about it that way and work from there. And everybody always elects that one. They want to see yeah. everything, see all the, the ideas yeah. <laughs> and then work backwards from there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 
So that's that's kind of like the the pricing conversation, how that goes down. And for the most part, it went really well. Nobody was uh, like super shocked or blown away by the the budgets that I was throwing out, which was good. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that's because we've kind of primed them with project start at this. Typically, yeah. they're this. So they've already kind of been walked through that on the website and that initial uh, screening email, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we're pretty transparent. Like it, most of these people found you through social media. So if they're following in some capacity, we're pretty transparent with prices. Yeah. Um. So if they've seen us talk about prices before on other projects, then they kind of can get an idea. Yeah. Where it is. And I feel like also our niche project. Uh, we've set that. What what is what does our website say now? Is our project minimum? Does it say 50, fifty or fifty? Yeah. Um, it doesn't still say thirty. Mm, I changed it to 50. Oh, okay. I should say 50. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whether it's 30, 50, like anything that's above, like if you can just set a project minimum at say like 10,000, I think that weeds out enough of those people. Like once people know, and the website also says most projects are between what, 75 and 150 or something. I can't remember exactly, but I think it's that. Yeah, it's it's like a pretty high range where yeah. if people are comfortable getting to that range, they're kind of willing to spend more. Like that is the biggest challenge is getting them to something above 20 or 30 or 40. Like once they're in, okay, it's going to be 75 to 125. If we come back with a design that has all these features that they were really looking for and it's at 150 or 175, like somebody that's willing to spend 100 to 125 is probably willing to spend 175 if you show them something really cool. Yeah. Something with a lot of features that hits everything they're looking for and you can demonstrate like the value that they get out of it. They're getting extra functionality out of uh, buying a full heater setup so they can use it all year. Yeah. If you can present value ideas like that into the design, you can sell them on something a lot higher. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you are so functionality based that these people are really creating a space that like, this is their forever home. They want, they really want it to work for a long, they want it for yeah. the long run. So they don't want to just kind of build something that's like, okay, well we just need an outside space. We'll get it done. But it's like a very forward thinking yeah. kind of project. Yeah. And it's something, this is not like a necessity project. It's not, mm -hmm. I have a leaky roof. I need to fix it. It's a, it's a want. Yeah. So luxury item. Yeah. People are already in that mindset where it's like they're excited about it. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier to convince somebody to spend a lot more money when it's something that they're excited about and they want as opposed to something that they need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think? I think it's enough on budget. You think it's enough on budget? I think it's enough yeah. on budget. What do you, what, so, all right, we crammed, this is new. We crammed all these designs into one yeah. week. What lessons did you learn this week? Uh, I would say that I, I was I was a little hesitant. Um, I mean, I totally agreed to this 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 approach. <laughs> I was a little hesitant or scared just of being like overwhelmed by having all of this stuff packed into one week. And, mm -hmm. But I think now that we're we're just about done, I only have one more design call today. It went really well. I think it went yeah. really well, and it was a huge benefit to like batch this stuff together. So it's like, I kind of knew 
I was going to be out of pocket this week. Yeah. And I could tell everybody, hey, I'm going to be out of pocket this week. Yeah. Still going to be here. I'm going to be in the van right over here in the driveway. You guys are going to be in the backyard <laughs> working. Uh, but I got calls all week. So yep. it not only like primed me for it, it put everybody else like they knew they're going to kind of be on their own this week. I'm going to be I'm going to be busy. Yeah. I'm going to be busy doing very important businessman stuff. <laughs> so very high level things. High level business <laughs> executive type of uh situations all in phone calls. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was very important stuff. <laughs> very important stuff. Um, Another one of your killer jokes when you weren't on the phone, you just kept pretending you're on the phone. When oh, I would yeah. try to talk to you. That was a good one. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, Sean, blah, blah. And you're like, what? I'm, sorry. I'm on the phone. Or I would I'm ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, I would ask you a question. I'd say, Catherine, where are we on that, that email? And you'd say, what? And I'd say, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I can't talk right now. <laughs> um, or I would Classic. just, yeah, when I wasn't on the call, I'd still have my AirPods in. I would walk around the backyard <laughs> and I would say, yeah. Okay, well... I don't care. Do you want the backyard or not? <laughs> and Ant always gets a kick out of that. He always does. Um, uh, yeah. Fun stuff. It is yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, it is pretty fun. But yeah, I think this week went really well. Um, I think I was a little worried about um, just the... the uh, Compact nature of condensing all this stuff and... Yeah, well, you're just... Or, you're not... You're not a person who loves to sit still for a long time. I'm not. You like to be out and doing things and you, you hop in and out of the van all day and you're very yep. hands on with everything. So I was yeah. worried about you just feeling trapped like a demonized rat on these yeah, calls all yeah, day. Yeah. But I think it went really well. Yeah. I was I was I really hitting my stride, I think. Yeah. Um as the week went on. I feel like it was it was really good because you need to be in like a a particular state of mind to be doing these calls. Like you need to be animated and excited and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think the calls at the beginning of the week really like I was excited about it. It was the first calls I'd done yeah. in a while. So that was like, I was naturally excited about it. They As got your the, A game. They got, well, everybody did because the people later in the week, I was maybe like a little bit just like going through the motions, but I was I was practiced. Oh, you're primed and ready. Yeah, I had tested okay. out all my great material. <laughs> I knew which ones were, you know, 100% to get a laugh. Right. Knew all that stuff. Yeah. And it just it just went really well batching them together. And we did, I did all the notes on the Rocket book. Oh, yeah. The new book. So uh talked about it a little bit last week, but it's just a, it's a, it's a very intelligent notebook. It's basically just a regular notebook. It's a regular notebook, yeah. But it's erasable. Yeah, which that blue, I, I was so confused about that. It's just like regular pages, but like they're like a little shiny and then you can just wipe it off. Yeah, with a damp, with a damp uh, rocket rag. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically I take my notes on there and then there's like five icons on the bottom of each page and you can just like put an X over one of the icons and it comes with an app and you set up each of those icons to be a different destination. So for this, we set up a Google Drive folder that said 2022, no, 2023 consultations. Yeah. I think it actually says 22. Well, should we, should it be 23? Because they're for 2023 or. But it's happening. But it's happening in 2022. Phone consultations are happening. Huh. <sighs> Something to think about yeah, there. We'll, yeah, we'll have <laughs> we'll to have break to, that down. We'll have to address that later. Anywho. So we set up a Google Drive folder so I could just take 
uh, extensive notes on everything that they said, which is really important when you're doing a lot of these because they can all blend together. You know, you can forget little things they say. So I try to write as much as possible down. Yeah. Then just check that little icon on the bottom for the folder I set up and you take a scan of it. It transcribes it, sends it directly to the cloud on the drive. Yep. It worked. It worked really, really well. It was seamless. I was very, I was impressed yeah, with that. I know. Cause normally I would be like, all right, take the notes. All right. Uh, well, I'll upload them later. I'll scan them later. And then, you know what happened one time? I lost the notebook. Oh, the whole notebook. The whole notebook was gone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that, I love that thing. It worked great. It did work really well. Yeah. Um, and it also is going to work really well for like I did the framing takeoff for our next project. And sometimes that can be confusing. Like I'll do a framing takeoff on just like a random piece of paper that ends up getting lost somewhere. And then it's a month later that we actually get the order and we're starting to build it. And it's like, what did we order these two by 10 16s for? We got 16s and 20s. What are they for? I don't remember. Okay, well, let's just start using it. And then we end up being like, ah, we're like short 220 footers. <laughs> we shouldn't use those over there. So I can do that takeoff. And uh, I set up another folder that says job notes. And I did that yesterday. Did a material takeoff, Amazing. scanned it right into the cloud. It's there so I can reference it and be like, oh, that's what I ordered those 16s for. They're going to go there. And everybody else also has access to that. Mm. So Rocket you, Book is doing some big things for us. Yeah. We should um, get sponsored by them, I guess. We should, yeah. yeah. Rocket Book, call us. Call us. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, can you email from that app? Like, could you just like write your notes and then send it in an email? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. And it'll it'll transcribe your handwriting too. So you can like, it won't, you don't necessarily just need to like send a scanned picture of the notes. Like yeah. you could set it to transcribe it. So it'll just write it in the body of an email. Interesting. And it works really well because I have horrible I was just handwriting. Ask that. Does it like it? It works really well, yeah. Because at the top of the page, you can also do um, like whatever you want to name the document. You write that on top. So in this case, it was just the client's names. And you do double hashtag in front of it, double hashtag at the end of it. That's going to automatically know that that's what you want to title mm-hmm. this document. That's really, it's that's really something. It's really good. Yeah. It's, pr- it's super simple, but they've really. Just done a, a couple things that made it super easy to use. The app's super easy to use. I'm happy with it. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. And we're not even sponsored by them or anything. Uh, I think that's enough about... It's enough about the Rocketbook and the <laughs> note-taking uh, process of this. Right. Uh, I wanted to touch on just a couple more questions that I get into with the client over the phone. Okay. Let's hear it. So, like you mentioned... One of the things that I like to ask after they have just thrown out all the ideas to me, Mm -hmm. um, I like to ask them, as you said, how many people are in the immediate family? So that's going to tell me on a normal weeknight, you know, they're just, they're going to be the people that use it at least 75% of the time. Right. So we want to know how many people are in the family and then how they see the family using it. Like, are you going to do a lot of outdoor dining? Like, do you want to have the whole family sitting outside to eat dinner together? Mm -hmm. So that's really important because a lot of the projects we do incorporate a roof structure. And we want to, since that is the most, uh, the biggest part of the investment, we want to maximize the use of that space. So is dining going to be a big priority? Do you want to 
you know, section off at least 200 square feet of this covered structure for a dining space? Or is that not important? Is it going to be more informal where you just want comfortable seating and maybe bar stools and people are just going to like hang out out there? So we like to get to the core of that. Next question is, okay, how many people, if you're going to have somebody, you know, uh, a couple people over on a Saturday night, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Is it, is it six to eight people? Is it 10 to 12? Is it, is it a lot of people? Do you have a huge extended family that comes over all the time that you need to incorporate, like accommodate 20 people? So that's really important because that's going to be between the immediate family and those, you know, every weekend type of hangouts. Like that's the, between the two of those, that's 95% of the functionality of the space. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're designing around. And then we want to also ask, are there any big parties that you do? So a lot of people, it's like, nah, maybe once a year. And that's not going to be a huge concern. Because one of our one of the things that we like to do anyway is keep it nice and open and flowing. And that suits itself really well to large parties because people kind of just spread out. You just yeah. don't want to feel like you're creating tra- uh, traffic jams. So the only way that you want to make that a more... Um, a bigger part of the process or consideration is if they're like, yeah, every month we host this church gathering that's 75 people or we do this, uh, my son's in the Boy Scouts and we have all of them over every every day. <laughs> we have 100 <laughs> Boy, Boy Scouts, Scouts here every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's something out of the ordinary that they do entertain a lot of people on a frequent basis, we put a little bit more thought into that, but I'd say... Pretty much every design that we've done, we haven't incorporated that to an extent where it's a main priority. Right. So those are some of the questions that we like to ask. Uh, Just get to the core of how they're going to use it and base it around, like an easy way to do it is based around furniture. Ask them about outdoor dining. Like, you know, you you need to prioritize space for furniture setups. That's essentially the job. So... You want to just get an idea of what type of furniture setups they want. Do they want like most people just want a comfy space to hang out and relax. Um, Another super common want is they want a spot to sit outside and watch football game. So usually it's a combination of comfortable couch seating, comfortable chairs, and then bar stool set up so that they can accommodate a little bit more um, people there and everybody has a seat but it's not super formal. So that's probably most of the questions, I think, based around functionality. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's it. Like those are at least like the starters and you just let them talk and that's it. That's really it. Yeah. That's your job. Let them talk. Let them talk. You lead them. Yeah, Yeah. you're the guide, Mm -hmm. but they're doing the talking. You're taking notes and you'd be surprised how much useful information you get out of that. Yeah. And don't go into it with the expectation that they should know anything. You are their guide. Yeah. You are their Yoda. Yeah. Guide you are. (laughs) Okay. Um, Should we, should we hit them with the, uh, the hilarious. uh, It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, And then towards the end of the week, I just, 
started incorporating it like <laughs> whenever possible because uh, it was making both of us laugh. Because I didn't really notice the frequency of, of which I said it until you yeah. were like, you brought it up. <laughs> so the last, the final part of the call, we've uh, we've been on the call for probably at least a half an hour at this point. Yep. And I say, okay, well, now it, I guess we should get into budget. Have you thought about a comfortable budget? And most people say something like, well, you know, we're not really sure. Um, we don't want to spend too much, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't want to get boxed in, but we can't just spend a you know, million dollars. And then I hit them with the... Hit him with it. Hit him with it. Hit him with it. Let him hear it. Oh, yeah. I say, well, uh, yeah, if I could just find clients that had no budget, make my job a lot easier. <laughs> haven't found them yet, but uh, they start laughing. Uh, I chuckle in, and uh, it just breaks down barriers yeah. is what that one does. <laughs> and uh, It gets them every time. It does, and especially towards the end of the week, uh, whenever you were in the van and I would hit him with that, I would uh, kind of look at you and do like a... <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. One of the those, la- like a face. like a, a laugh face, uh, <laughs> but they were doing a real laugh face over the phone. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Oh, this guy gets us. This guy gets us. <laughs> this guy's so real, but also hilarious. That's so funny, this guy <laughs> is. Um, so yeah, that's always a, a good way to. It, it really does work. It works yeah. to kind of disarm them and make them feel like, okay, budget's a concern to him. He's not just trying to bleed us dry here. Yeah. So. And it's important for for us and for them to come to an understanding of a range that this is going to be in before Mm -hmm. we go into the design process, because I don't want to spend a ton of time doing a design that's just super unrealistic for them, that they're never going to be able to afford. And I also don't want to take $2,500 from them, which is the design fee, and then give them something that's not useful to them. So um, I want to get to a point where we come up with a range and I guide them through that. I say, based on these ideas, like, you know, you're looking at starting between 75 and 100, but with a lot of these features that you're looking for, you could easily be at 150 or above. Um, make sure that they know where this could fall and then ask them, you know, what is, do you have a hard cap? Do you want me to not design anything that goes above this? Most people say no, they want to see everything, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do any good to, avoid that budget conversation because you're just wasting a lot of time. Like I want them to know the range that this design is going to come back at. So they're, they're expecting it. Right. You know, cause it can be like insulting if you don't bring it up and you're throwing, they're throwing out these huge ideas and you just think in your head, Oh, well they, they have to know that this is going to be $200,000. They have no idea. They might be like, Oh, this is probably gonna be 50 grand. And then you send them a design that you worked really hard on and you send them the price of 200 grand and they're just like, what? This is insane. This person, this is insulting. <laughs> and it can, it can feel the same way for the designer that put all that time into it. Like, yeah. what do you mean? They think this is only cost 50,000. What? That's so insulting to me. Yeah. But it's just really a miscommunication and it's your job as the professional to set that expectation of what they should expect to pay. Yeah. I think that that's fair. And I, I think what I was hearing these conversations, I wasn't hearing what the people were saying, but judging from your side of the conversation, I remember you talking about fire pits and like the difference in price between just a wood burning fire pit, like a regular fire pit that's yeah. just stacked pavers or like the difference when you actually have to run a gas line. Yeah. And I think that most people don't know. They're just like, Oh, a gas fireplace. Like 
probably just going to cost the same as one of those like fire tables or whatever, yep. not knowing how much goes like how much work goes into it. Yep. So that can be like, like your consumer doesn't know that they wouldn't know all yeah. that goes into that. So yeah, that's that, something that you need to, you need, you need to, to coach be able them to, through. Yeah, yeah. And explain. And if you're going to say like, oh yeah, if you just want to, you know, a, a gas burning fire pit, it's going to be $8,000 or whatever. And someone's gonna be like, what? That's like insane. You have to be able to say like, well, it's that much because. Yeah. Because we have to run a gas line to, to it. Take a trench, run a gas line, hire a plumber to do it. Yep. Buy the burner, buy the, burner. the ignition kit, buy all of that stuff. Just the, like to run a gas line to a fire pit, you're looking at at least $2,000. And that's if mm-hmm. it's close to the meter. And most of the time, uh, the plumbing costs for our projects are closer to like 3000 and that's that's just for usually a fire pit and maybe a grill. Yeah. So it's not a whole lot of plumbing. It's it's pretty seemingly simple. Yeah. But the burners take a whole lot of BTUs. Like a right. standard one we do is two hundred and forty thousand BTUs. So you need that plumbing cost. That's three thousand. Then by the time you do the burner, the tray, the ignition kit, all of that stuff, you're looking at just between plumbing and the parts, like forty five hundred dollars. Then the labor of doing the trench and all that kind of stuff, it's an upgrade of at least seven thousand dollars. Yeah. Over just a wood burning one. So it's like you could get a wood burning one for twenty five hundred bucks or a gas one for eight to ten thousand dollars. Yeah. To some people it's like, oh yeah, no brainer, that's hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Other people are like, Oh well, I kinda like wood burning fire pits anyway, so I'll save six to eight grand, sure. Yeah. So those are important things to know going into it and be able to guide them. Same thing with heaters. You know, a yeah. lot of people now uh, are requesting they want infrared heaters outside so they can use it more times of the year. And I can easily just say, you're looking at eight to $10,000 for a heater setup. Usually we're going to do either two or four heaters. Um, it's a lot of electric. The heaters themselves cost like eight or $900 a piece. Mm-hmm. So that's a simple thing that can help guide that budget talk of, okay, you know, this is why we have this wide range. Like we yeah. could build this structure and it costs X. You add in a fireplace, a fire pit and heaters. You just added $20,000. Right. And the the layout and the square footage didn't change at all. So yeah. those are things that you need to know. And it's going to be different for every, um, every trade and every process. So yeah. Make sure that you're expecting to go into it with that state of mind. Yeah. And I think that's just so common knowledge to like us because we look at this stuff all day, but like the consumer just gets sticker shock from that kind of stuff. So yeah, just something to keep in mind. Yeah. And when it comes to sticker shock, I feel like it's best to throw out the high number first mm-hmm. um, gauge their reaction. Because a lot of people aren't going to like, you know, necessarily say like, you can just get a sense of whether they were expecting it to be that high. Right. Like I threw out a lot this week. I was like, you're looking at, you know, somewhere around 150 grand and you can get a good sense of like how long the line is quiet. <laughs> yeah. You know, or. Oh, 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 uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can get a really good sense of what their realistic budget is going to be. By just throwing out the high number because yeah. I'd rather do that because I know that they're going to want the heaters. I know they're going to want the yeah. fireplace. I already know that they're going to want this. So I don't want to say, yeah, it's going to start at 75. You know, we could do something for that. And then by the time they add in the outdoor kitchen yeah, and all this stuff want. that I already know that they want. I just say, you're looking at, you know, 
somewhere around 150,000. And some people are like, okay, yeah, I was expecting it somewhere around there. And that's when, you know, it's super realistic. They have, uh, you know, their expectations of what they want and their budget are lining up. Mm -hmm. That's always a good place to start. Yeah. So have we talked about design enough? Uh, yeah, I think so. You think, I think so? I mean, we have nailed this design season process, but now yeah. you're going to have to do the designs. So. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I thought it was over. I thought I was just making all this money. It was yeah. a great week because it's just like all I'm doing at this point is talking on the phone and yeah. charging $2,500. Uh, and what we're doing for that is on QuickBooks, just sending out an invoice online. Yeah. They can pay with a credit card. So this whole time, I haven't even been to their house or seen them or seen them in person yep. just all over the phone and they're you know based on our reputation and all that they're willing to pay twenty five hundred dollars yeah so this week was, was a good money making week <laughs> felt very profitable now i have to do all the work which <laughs> if any of those clients are list, i'm gonna do it don't worry um you can trust me but yeah that that's pretty cool talk on the phone for an hour get paid 2500 bucks pretty cool yeah but then i gotta spend like many many hours actually doing the design so yeah so but i like well, that part that part's fun yeah It'll be fun. It'll then be... we then we got to build it. Then, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> why can't I just talk on the phone and charge $2,500 say, end of, end of day? That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. I earned that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so Maybe we'll do another, uh, we'll do a post recap once we get all the designs done and out and contracts are signed. We can do another whole recap on how that process yeah. went. Because it's a long process. It's a long process. It's a long process. And now, you know. You did the design calls, then you give yourself four weeks to do the design. But because all of the designs are in the same week, that all means the that all the due dates be, are yeah. at the same time. So I'm going to get working on them ASAP. Uh, yeah. I'm going to jump out ahead of it because... I'm, I feel like I'm going to be very annoying with you being like, Sean. Are you working on that design? <laughs> That's why <laughs> I bought a new doing? computer. A new doing? computer is going to incentivize <laughs> me to get working on it. Um, so I got a new computer for designs. I also got a new computer yeah, how for... How many new computers did you get? I've been carrying around three computers in my book bag uh, this week, um, but it was necessary. Yeah. My computer was pretty old. It was at least like two years it old. It was at least a year and a half old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got a new one for editing and all that kind of stuff, a Mac. Mm -hmm. And then the design program works on Windows. So I was doing it both on my Mac and then you have to boot it up into a different operating system. It yeah, was a huge that pain. That actually does seem like a big pain. It was pain. a huge pain. And... Um, all the space was all jammed up, you know, the memories were yeah. all clogged. So I had to get a new one. <laughs> I had to get a new one. So now yeah. I have a PC and a Mac and uh I can I can be editing while I'm working on design simultaneously. So it's gonna be worth <laughs> You've it. You got like, two hands, you got two computers. Perfect. Exactly. I actually have three computers now. Three computers, yeah. Yeah. So all right. Enough of that. Okay. Enough of yeah, that. I think yeah. we've do dove think into we've, that enough. Yeah. I uh, think real quickly we can talk about the benefits yeah. situation okay. for uh, employees. That's also uh, topical. How long? What, how much time we got? Where are we at? We're at 42 minutes. All right. So we'll just briefly touch on this. I think okay. this could really be a whole nother episode. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. This could be a multi-episode yeah. series. <laughs> but it's top of mind because just this morning, uh, I got off the phone with the 401k administrator, maybe? I don't know what their role is. The company that kind of facilitates the something okay. i don't know it seemed legit don't worry <laughs> it seemed totally legit um but it's something that i've been wanting to do for at least a year or two mm -hmm. you know because it's do you think it's a good incentive as an employee yeah absolutely i love it 
You love it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, we are going to do uh, an employee, an employer matched 401k, mm-hmm. and uh, it's up to 4%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You said three before. That's great. Yeah. That's well, apparently, um, we're still at the minimum. Mm-hmm. It's 3% matched dollar for dollar, and then it is half up to, I forget what. So basically, if you do 3%, mm-hmm. we match 3%, whatever you contribute dollar for dollar. Right. The next 2% is, we match 50% of it. So if you right. if you contribute 4% of your salary to your 401k, we would do 3.5%. Mm-hmm. If you do 5% of your salary, then we match up to 4%. Okay. So that's pretty good by putting away 5% of your pay you're really getting 9%. Yeah. Pretty good. It's free money. Everybody should, if you have an employer match, it should be. I wouldn't, well, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I wouldn't say free, free money. Free for me. Free for me. It's 4% for me. But no, that's super if important. Yeah. If your employer offers an employee match, you should definitely, definitely yeah. participate. Because personally. Retirement, you know, come up before you know it. Yeah. And I feel like when I was in my 20s, I don't know if you felt this way. I didn't care or think about it or I was like, I got all the time in the world. But then you look at like all the stats. If you start saving when you're like 18, 20, like in that era, like you're setting yourself up so much better than if you start in your 30s. Like it's. Yeah. When did you start? uh, I think I was 26 or 27 when I started putting into my 401k, which is too late. Yeah, I should probably start. start, Yeah. See, the thing no, that you do, freaks you, me it, out. You save it other way, so it's yeah. not, that's, you know. I, it just freaks me out that, like, I don't know. I it, it gives me that feeling of being trapped like a demonized rat when it's like, I'm putting away this money for something that far down the line. Yeah. I'd rather just put it into, like, regular investments that Here's aren't the thing, as though. tax advantageable, but. That day's coming. Whether you like it or not, no, that I'll day is coming. I'll never retire. I'll never retire. I'll be, you know, when I'm 65, I'll be selling, you know, hover rounds or rascals or something to my buddies <laughs> you know i'll be hustling something okay i just can't imagine being retired but but yeah. as part of this um that's why another reason i wanted to set it up because i will be contributing as well and i think to my accountant said i can contribute up to like twenty thousand dollars a year to my 401k being completely tax deductible but that is through an employer set up so mm-hmm. for me to be able to do my max contribution i had to set up this for all the employees and it's also something that you have to offer it to all employees like you can't just offer it to certain people if you set up an employer uh 401k contribution plan you have to offer it to everybody indiscriminately mm-hmm. so depending on who wants to contribute to it, like it could be a bigger investment or not that big of an investment. And I think it might be a stereotype in the trades, but a lot of people that are trades people are like, ah, I don't want to, no, I want the money now. Give it to me now. <laughs> um, but I think it yeah. is a really good incentive to change people's outlook from a job to a career. Yeah. They're more invested in it. Yeah. Literally. Invested, yeah. Invested. I think, yeah, and it's, it's, it's so much easier to just have it taken out of your paycheck and not even think about it rather than you doing it yourself. So yeah, having that advantage is, I love it. I love being hands off with it. Yeah. Because right now I am contributing to my own and uh, I'm always like, oh, 
Meh. I would like this money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you, you don't, don't see even, it, then it's like, then it's not even there. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Great point. Great point. I think it's important for the trades to, uh, act more like it's a real professional career. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, you gotta save for stuff. It's important. You do. You do. And another thing is health insurance. We do offer health insurance as well, but, yep. uh, uh, maybe we shouldn't even get into that today. Maybe we do a whole nother episode on how to start providing benefits for your company. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Because I think it's 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 a really, really good incentive. And a lot of people want to, especially health insurance, like people want to offer health health insurance to their employees, but it can be difficult to like set up. You don't know how to navigate that. You don't yeah. know, you know what it's going to cost. And it's something that is really important to attract good employees long term. Yeah, it is a lot of work for the employer and it's very, I feel like they make it purposely confusing and it's expensive and there's so many different plans and blah, blah, blah. But once you get it set up, it is like a worthwhile, it really like an employer offering health insurance and for things like 401ks makes all the yeah. difference when attracting employees. Like if you, if, if I had two job options on my plate that paid the same or whatever, or even slightly less, but they offered me a 401k and health insurance, you're going to go with that employer. So that's true because health insurance, like per person, it's like, I think everybody's average is around like 600 bucks a month. So like, that's real. like, imagine if you didn't have health insurance provided to your employees, that's $600 out of their pocket. If they have to pay directly for their own plan, um, Tack on a 401k on top of that. It's like an extra, I don't know. I can't do the math. That's like an extra, like at least $10,000 a year, right? For what? Are you talking about individual, like the individual paying it or for you, for your end? Both. Somebody's got to pay for it either way. Oh yeah. So think about, and, and really, I think like leverage that, like, and explain that to potential employees like mm -hmm. okay this is the salary but here's our benefit package and you know you're going to have health insurance um you're going to have this 401k match so if you do the full contribution of five percent we're going to match up to four percent you know explain to them you're actually making more than the salary right use it as a recruitment tool yeah something to think about it is something to something think to about. think about all right well we'll save that We'll that save is, that's it. A yeah. good, that is a good topic. And no offense, it's a little boring. It's a bit dry. <laughs> it's so dry. It's a bit dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Time for a secret question. Secret question. Okay. Do you have one? Because I do, actually. I do. I do, too. You do? Yeah, I do. I'm worried it's going to be the same one. Oh, no. It's not. Did you just think of it? No. Oh, okay. All right, go I ahead. I had mine. Okay, go ahead. Mine's silly, though. Okay. Is mine's, yours serious or silly? Uh, mine's in between. Okay. A little bit of Mine's silly. Okay. All right. Let's say yes. When you die, oh no, your ghost is wearing the outfit you died in. What do you want your ghost outfit to be for the rest <gasps> of your ghost eternity? Oh my god! Well, I mean, ABM always be marketing, so it had to be a premier <laughs> outdoor. Uh, is that how it works? You think? I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Which is a shame, though, because that means that I guess you like look. Like, whenever you die, that's just you for eternity. Yeah. Which hopefully we die when we're so old and just like, but I'd want to be like young again, you know? Yeah, it's Youthful interesting. And spry. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the exact scientific, uh, you know, analysis on how that actually works, yeah. but uh, <laughs> seems legit. Yeah, yeah. 
I think I think just you know a nice pair of denim slacks. Okay. And uh, you know it kind of ties in perfectly with what is what's my ideal like temperature outfit scenario. <laughs> yeah. And it's <laughs> it's jeans. Okay. And t-shirt. Jeans t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's what I'd uh that's what I'd like. A yeah. premier t-shirt. Premier t-shirt for what sure. What kind of shoes you going with? I think I'm gonna go with my my work boots. Work boots. Yeah, I think I'm gonna gonna go with my desert boots. Desert work boots. Okay. Yeah, my tactical. They're that comfortable. They're very for eternity. Com- yeah, they're very comfortable. Yeah. Okay. They're very comfortable and they're very adaptable. Okay. So okay. a lot of like I could run in them. I could muck through ponds. Whatever. Okay. Very okay. versatile. All right. So what's your ghost outfit? My ghost outfit is going to be a crew neck sweatshirt, slightly oversized. Okay. And you don't think that's going to be like out of style, like too quickly? Um, that's too no, trendy. No, a crew you need neck something. sweatshirt. Eh. They've always been in style. Princess Diana, you see her? She's wearing crew neck. She hasn't been alive for 20 She's years. still wearing it though? I think she probably is. Probably, that's right. Probably is. Outfit. Okay. Um, so I'm going that. I'm going to go... I would say bike shorts, but with the with the with the fashion thing that might go out of style. Yeah, that's like the thing. You wear a crew neck, a big oversized crew neck sweatshirt, bike shorts, but I'll say denim shorts because that seems more okay long lasting. And then probably these shoes that I'm wearing right now, these Nike high tops. Ghost outfit. <laughs> okay, that's pretty much hey. my outfit all all day now. So if that's what you want, that's a weird out. That's like a. You Why put, is that weird? I'm comfort. I'm a cup. Okay, I'll go with a, a ball gown. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems comfort. like it could go out of style pretty quickly. You're wearing, you're wearing jorts, an oversized <laughs> crew neck, and high top Nikes. I went comfortable. I want to be comfy. Okay. Hey, whatever. That's your choice. That's my choice. As as a ghost, that is my yeah, choice. I want comfort. Choice. Okay. So a lot of people have like this dream of retirement like they want to buy an rv and travel the country yeah whatever mm-hmm. what is your retirement dream goal move life? on a boat and sail to the bahamas and done that's it and then live there and stop mm, no or? you're on a boat you can go wherever you want but that's definitely where i'll spend most of my time in the bahamas okay i'll come up here for hurricane season that's a good idea yeah it seems dangerous yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so just sail around. It's not like, um, okay, I'm going to get a boat, sail to the Bahamas, retirement there. goal, done, immediately die. It's it's to have <laughs> a boat and travel around freely. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I, I'll say most of my time in the Bahamas, that would be like my central location, and then I would just travel around from there. Okay, cool. Okay, what's yours? Uh, rascal salesman? Probably rascal hover around <laughs> type of situation. Um. I, I honestly, I cannot think of, I can't even possibly imagine being retired. Okay. I can't, I don't, I don't know. What would I do? I can't, no, I can't. I'm not, I'm not a good <laughs> putzer. I can't just putz around. That is true. You are not a good putzer. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm pretty good at putzing, but I need, I need I, like a, a folk. I can't just meanderingly yeah. putz. I need to have at least a sense of purpose. Like from the outside, it can look like I'm just putzing around doing nothing. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm doing high level, very important businessman stuff. Right. I just can't possibly imagine not working or just like not doing something. I don't know. Okay. What would I do for enjoyment? I don't know. I think that's something you have to figure out for yourself. Sean. I think so. Yeah. I think I'm too much <laughs> of an anxious person to be able to just like relax for the sake mm. of relaxation. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel like if I'm not doing something with purpose that I am wasting time. 
Yeah. Um, Maybe that'll change so as I, do, I get older. You just got to pick something. Like in my vision, like sailing and traveling would be a ton of work. So I think that that's where like my yeah. redirected focus would be. I would just constantly be working on sailing. And mm. on a boat, you constantly have to fix things. So Sounds. I chose like a working okay. thing. Okay. So you just got to find that what your sense. working thing is. Yeah. I, can't, I couldn't just like sit around. Like some people just yeah. like, oh, I go to the diner every morning. And, you know, I couldn't <laughs> do that. I definitely couldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe that changes as you get older. Probably. Maybe. I mean, I'm yeah, sure maybe. it does. I'm sure it does. But I just, I really can't even possibly, even if it's just like, you know, some sort of like passion project slash business type of situation. Maybe you'll become like a, a business mentor coach and you coach other people on business things. Yeah. Like you're more hands off because you're not actually building anymore, but you can coach the youth or something. Yeah. I could like go around and teach my old school business habits at that point. Like, yeah, they will be, be outdated. The internet. <laughs> the internet hasn't been around for 40 years, <laughs> Grandpa. We used the nuclear wireless web. TikTok, <laughs> what are you talking about? You crazy old man. All right, yeah, well, okay. I think that that's something you're going to have to think of I for think yourself. It, yeah, I think it should be. And you are late for a call, so we have to oh, wrap no, this up. Oh, no, I have up. my last call. <laughs> All right. Well, I think is I hope everybody enjoyed us kind of like venting and listening to our <laughs> own uh, lessons that we learned about design season. Yes. And we'll have more updates as we go through the process. You know, we'll have contracts coming up. We'll have yep. all that kind of stuff. It's going to be so exciting. So stay tuned for that. If you have a chance, leave us a five-star review. Yep. Next week, we'll have another exciting episode for you. So until then, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week.